0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a perfect 10. Las Vegas oddsmakers set BYU football's regular season win total in double figures.
1: Another top 10 finish for Daniel Summerhays over the weekend on the PGA Tour. What did Jack Nicholas say to Summerhays after his round?
0: Plus, Olympian, BYU national champ, and the head coach of track and field, Ed Eyestone, joins us live from Tracktown, USA, to preview the NCAA Finals. Let's go!
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan. What it is, BYU Sports Nation Live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you with us. Wednesday, June 7th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU's Google, Jerem Jordan.
1: I don't be, uh, I don't claim to be this. See, I can't even speak, so this isn't going to work. I but don't be Google. I don't be Google. But I do know this. You are the Scooter Jeanette of this program. If you didn't hear this, Scooter Jeanette plays for the Reds, the oldest Major League Baseball team in Major League Baseball. Scooter Jeanette went 5-for-5, five five, four home runs, 10 RBIs last night. You are the Scooter Jeanette of BYU Sports Nation. Thank Let's you. Figure out why.
0: That's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Even Aww. though I know you really don't mean it. I do mean it. I I'm just going it to thank you for TV that you. publicly. I
1: don't ever say anything on this show that I don't mean. <laughs> that was five episodes in. Uh, <laughs> you've I'm never still, said anything that going. you don't mean. Everything I've said, I've meant. So if you've been <laughs> offended by something, I meant that.
0: I believe that your <laughs> specific reference to me and Scooter Jeanette was tying my softball skills. Oh, yeah, dude. To what he pulled off on a Major League Baseball diamond last night. Are you going
1: to play intramural softball with us? 100%. Yes. See? Scooter Jeanette.
0: If I can go five for five with four home runs and ten runs batted in. That's
1: never happened in Major League Baseball, that line before.
0: In a softball game,
1: I would feel fantastic about life,
0: let alone a Major League Baseball game.
1: Isn't it weird in the history of baseball? So many games, right? 106-2 for every team all year since like 1438 or whatever. I know it's not that far, but you get the point. Only 17 dudes, only 17 times has a person hit four homers in a game. That's crazy. That's crazy. There can be miracles. First time since
0: Columbus crossed the ocean blue?
1: It's been a while. (laughs) Columbus, he could hit. He was a lefty. He could hit any changeup that anybody threw. Seriously. Well, Scooter Jeanette just
0: one-upped Christopher Columbus. Peter
1: Gammons told me that one time.
0: Here are today's BoA Sports Nation headlines.
1: It's your BYU Sports
0: Nation headlines. Like I was saying, the NCAA Track and Field Championships begin today and go through Saturday. 15 Cougars, that's a record, will compete in various events in Track Town USA, a.k.a. Eugene, Oregon. Yes,
1: go track. I've got the yellow hat. I'm going to wear it later when we have Ed Eyestone on.
0: We'll chat with the Olympian national champion and head coach of BYU Track and Field, Mr. Ed Eyestone, coming up at the bottom of the hour.
1: Beautiful hat. Ashley Hatch's first career professional goal last Saturday was one of four goals being nominated for the goal of the week in the National Women's Soccer League. She's currently in Sweden, by the way, playing in a tournament with the USA women's under-23 national team. An eventful week for one Ashley Hatch.
0: How about Los Angeles Chargers? sounds weird. It sounds wrong. (laughs) Their head coach, Anthony Lynn, said former BYU defensive back Michael Davis is standing out. That, according to
1: Ricky Henney of Chargers.com. And Jacob Hanneman has moved up to Triple A. He was uh, with the Tennessee Smokies. Now he's with the Triple A affiliate with the Cubs, the Iowa Cubs. Two for four, three RBIs, and a loss to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. But he's not the only guy. Jacob Brugman in the mix as well. Uh, two for five with an RBI and a win for the Triple A Nashville Sounds. Brendan Lund is in advanced A ball, one for four uh, in a, for the Inland Empire 66ers. It's a great name. By the way, Mike Trout, who's on the DL, he might be playing a little uh, ball with the Inland Empires, uh, 66ers, in rehab. So he may be – Brendan might get the call like, sorry, he's sitting out this game. Why? Mike Trout might be playing. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Now, when you do the rehab
0: stint, they don't have to go up the ranks. I mean, they can do – don't it, have to – You can play with able. the single-A club. or Generally, it's whatever team is closest to the big club, right?
1: If Inland Empire's like – too far away. I don't know. He could play with the Salt Lake Bees locally, too. Who knows? Hey, uh,
0: I like their chances against the uh, Vesalia Rawhide if Mike Trout's in the Rawhide! <laughs> Time to rise and shout. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU sports nation. A perfect 10 via Phil Steele's college football blog yesterday, South Point in Las Vegas has placed BYU's over-under win total for the 2017 college football regular season at 10. 10 wins, 3 losses. The Cougars are one of 9 teams with a 10-plus over-under win total. Is 10 too high? Is it too low? No. Right on. What say ye, BYU Sports Nation? Now, I would give this some credence, like more than... The most respected college football analyst because the group of people that set these lines, their jobs depend on accuracy. So, why are they confident that BYU will win 10 games? Do you agree with these so
1: called Las Vegas experts? Answer the Twitter question Will BYU football win 10 games this season? Why or why not? Use the hashtag BYUSN and win at Educator Jones. This person is an educator, Spencer. My head is saying no while my heart is saying go. <laughs> I okay. Ten I, wins. I mean, uh, we wh- met, where do you stand on we this? We mentioned this line yesterday. And I thought, wow, that's a game too high. I think that ten is too high. I do. I think the line should have been nine and a half. Because I think BYU is going to be somewhere between eight and ten. Probably nine. I think nine and four is the record BYU ends up with in, in, in the regular season. Anything above or below that, to me, will be a surprise. Ten won't be a huge surprise because, look, if you got five really tough games, they go three and two in those, win the rest, boom goes to Dynamite. Well, that'd be, that'd be 11 wins, actually. Two and three, to me, would be a solid performance in those tough five games. LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State. I, th- I think I would go under on this because I think nine is still a really good year. Ten, though, now we're talking. Ten gets you ranked, and that is the point that is the aim of BYU football without a conference, the context. We always talk about this. No conference, therefore the only national context, is a ranking. And 10 will get you ranked, baby. Last
0: year, South Point, for those wondering, had BYU winning eight games. And they the Cougars won nine.
1: They went over, yeah.
0: Can BYU win 10 regular season games? They play 13 because of the Hawaii exception. They have to make the trip to the islands. And the they Cougars have
1: to. Man, that'll be tough.
0: Will be favored in ten games according to ESPN's Football Power Index. I'm going with the experts, Jerem. BYU will finish the regular season ten and three. So you think ten's on? Yes. Yeah. I really but do. The line is over under. I think ten on. I, I'm not. I don't have. to. It's, the question is, will BYU football win ten games this season? Yeah. I think overrun, BYU yeah. will win 10 games.
1: I'm not going to go as far as saying they're going to go over that. Over is too much. 11? Too much. Now, that it'd be incredible. I looked I'd really rather be closely. surprised there.
0: I looked really closely at this. We've talked a lot about the Furious 5 games, right?
1: Thanks for calling it that. The
0: Furious 5. Wisconsin, excuse me, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Mississippi State, and Boise State. If BYU can win two of those five and then hold serve against teams that on paper, let's be honest, they should beat. That's 10 wins right there. And we do this every year. We look at those big names and we're like, holy cow. Typically, two or three of those teams are underperforming compared to their national brand standing,
1: right? Like, look at at last year. Someone's always better. Someone's always worse. They're not – like, Mississippi State is expected to be better. They were 6-7 and last year. They're expected to be better than that. And it's a road game. It was a double overtime game in Provo. That's going to be a tough one, right?
0: LSU neutral, although it's de facto
1: road game because it's in Houston. That's basically Vegas for BYU. That's the equivalent for LSU.
0: Utah, Wisconsin, and Boise State all in Provo, and Mississippi State on the
1: road. If Utah BYU, and Boise State are the two that I've targeted.
0: I like BYU's chances to win two of those furious five games. And then the Cougars, with two quality wins, right? Mm-hmm. Why would they not feel confident that they can run the table against the rest?
1: It just stinks to be... They'll be
0: heavy favorites in
1: all of those games. The thing that BYU football is going to battle, as long as they schedule the way they're scheduling, is being in a little bit of a hole like five hundred ish or below at the beginning of the season, because if you load up with LSU and Utah and Wisconsin, so now BYU, your your hope, your realistic hope. I'm not speaking for the team. I'm speaking for me and kind of generally what we think is the the fans. You're hoping you're two and two out of the first four. Being five hundred stinks. Like being one and three for BYU football and still winning nine games. That was awesome because it's it's hard for those players a little bit. Once they lose two or three games, because it's like, well, n- now the 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 real high goals are gone. We're still playing for respect, but you're not you don't have a conference championship, so you're hoping like, okay, New Year six is like the way out their goal, right? But to maintain what they did, oh six, seven, nine, to be able to win ten or eleven games after some early uh, disappointing losses, where you thought, oh, if we just would have got that one, that one, then we could have been good. That's tough emotionally to fight through. Now, BYU football, if they can. If they can go two and two in those first four, now they're in business. Because being like three and three stinks. Even if you finish with like 10 wins, just at the time, being three and three, that's no fun. No one likes being 500.
0: BYU had to beat Toledo, Michigan State, and Mississippi State to get to four and three
1: last year, I believe. To get back over 500. To get to, yeah, to get three and three, four and three. It was a, like coming out of that hole is hard. Coming out of that hole is hard. In fact, if BYU can weather the storm, somehow get to 10 wins. National ranking! That would put them in a great spot because the set of years right now for BYU, pretty unprecedented when it comes to not being ranked, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Spencer, since 1979, BYU football has never gone longer than four years between 10 win seasons. Until now, the last one was 2011. BYU's had won the last seven years. It's been five years in running
0: since the Cougs won double-digit games in a season. They last did it in 2011 once over the last seven seasons?
1: You know why? Because BYU's independent and they're scheduling way tougher than they ever have. So naturally, you're going to have a shave a game or two off of what you used to do. You're not, you're not stacking up wins against New Mexico and Air Force anymore. You're going to have to battle with S- the best, you know, SEC Mississippi State. You're going to have to go to Michigan State. You're going to have to play UCLA, even though they're 4 and 8. That's still a tough game. They have a bunch of NFL guys. It's just tougher now. So, eight or nine wins is equal to me to the nine or 10 that you used to get in the Mountain West.
0: Can BYU win 10 games for the first time
1: in six years? This is BYU's best shot in a long time. Since 2014. 2014 was going to be a year where BYU was going to get 10-plus wins. But Taysom Hill got hurt in Game 5. That was going to be a 10-plus win year.
0: And we're not talking about including the bowl game here because, one, BYU doesn't have a bowl tie-in. Well, we don't know the opponent. And we don't know the
1: opponent. I'm not going to project against...
0: So South Point's projections out of Las Vegas are on 13 regular season games. They have BYU right at 10 wins.
1: Listen, 10's not crazy. I just think 9-4 and four is what's going to happen. And I would love to be wrong about that.
0: Yeah, I feel good about 10 wins. If I think BYU can go at least I do too. 2 and 3 in the Furious Five. I do. I love
1: that we're calling it the Furious Five. Yes, this it's a the thing. Newest, That's s- what we do. It's the newest St. Zaga.
0: <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson loves every bit of us calling it the Furious
1: Five. Slash Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Crane, Tigress.
0: Yeah. Yes. The Snake. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Will BYU football win 10 games this season? Why or why not? Give me some tweets. Tweet, tweet. At B-Royal Blue Coug tweets in. Yes, because they were literally eight points from a perfect season last year. It goes the other way, too. You need to remember that. Great point by Jerem. Goes the other way. A lot of returning experience and great new talent equals 10 to 11 Wins.
1: Well, they weren't eight; they were twelve, right? Because they needed to win those games. Eight would tie.
0: If BYU finished the regular season eleven and two, I get the point, though. I get okay. the point. If they finished eleven and two, whoa, they would we be a went top eleven. To they would be a top 15. He said ten to eleven wins. Eleven is crazy. If they were eleven and two, they'd be a top fifteen team.
1: Eleven's crazy, given the lack of returning running backs and receivers. For me.
0: Coming up, Daniel Summerhayes joins us from the PGA Tour. But first, Ed Istone the Olympian and head coach from the NCAA Finals. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast. On BYU TV, we are on demand anytime, anywhere. Do you think BYU football will win 10 games this season? That is our Twitter question today. We ask that because South Point in Las Vegas has set the Cougars' win total at 10 for the 2017 regular season. Think about that. And join us on June 23rd, won't you?
1: BYU football media day, state of the program, BYU Sports Nation, the web chats, the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree—it's all coming up on BYU TV and BYU Radio. By the way, so everyone talks about twelve points away from an undefeated season. We just did the reverse. BYU was ten points in a in a double overtime game away from five and eight. So it's it swings both ways, right? You're hoping to be on the plus side in terms of the close wins. But if, if you're going to say BYU was 12 points away from 13-0, they're 10 points in double overtime away from being 5-8.
0: They won four close games, and they lost four close games. I'll,
1: t- I'll take that kind of drama every year. That was fun. I enjoyed that eight-game stretch quite a bit. At
0: Jake R. Kim tweets in, slides extra-large blue goggles onto face. Absolutely. Oh, no. Tanner Mangum and the wide receivers are going to shock the heck out of some people this year. Hashtag BYUSN.
1: That, that would be a welcome thing. BYU's got some talent there. I'm excited to see them develop.
0: Olympian, BYU track and field head coach and national champion, Ed stone joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline from track Town USA, Eugene, Oregon. Ed, welcome back to the show. Guys, great to be here.
1: What's up, Ed? Man. I'm, I'm putting on the yellow hat on the set. Oh, where, where the yellow hat was pride. Putting on the yellow hat. I got it. Here we go.
0: <laughs> okay, now we can really do this interview. Hey, fifth... <laughs> Fifteen different athletes at nationals. What does it mean to have that kind of representation from BYU track and field in Oregon?
2: Well, it's been a long, long time since we've had that many, uh, just bodies at the meet. You gotta have bodies at the meet to, to do well at the meet. So we're really proud of the work of uh, of my staff and of the student athletes this year, just getting prepared, setting those goals, working hard and then going into regional and, and basically hitting it out of the park in terms of qualifying so many so many people here. So uh, yeah, I think our group of 11 men is the fourth most in the entire NCAA, which is huge. We had four women, uh, many of whom have a really legitimate shot of scoring and scoring well. So we're really excited about the next uh, four days of track and field here in Eugene.
1: What's the environment like in Track Town USA at Hayward Field for the NCAA championships right now?
2: Well, it's like a who's who of track and field, that's for sure. They were They were just talking about it yesterday. It's probably – um, one of the best, if not the deepest, well, probably certainly the deepest, and one of the best, uh, track and field meets, uh, in the world every year. So, um, you know, you, you got Olympians and, and future Olympians, um, and, uh, you know, you got great pedigrees in terms of the, just the coaching staff that's out there alone, uh, and just some amazing athletes. So we're, we're very excited, and I think, uh, the athletes are, are pumped, and and the idea we're going to work with today is we kind of go into we got a team meeting in about 10 minutes, so thanks for, uh, for moving things up a little bit. I, one of the ideas we're going to are going to pump up is just uh, having a Eugene moment. You know, just just taking advantage of this great, basically the world's uh, one of the world's largest stages to perform on and uh, have a have a fantastic Eugene moment.
0: We have something called the Ed Stone exception, and when you request a specific interview time, we will accommodate.
2: <laughs> that, that, was, that was great. Well, it's yeah, only for Olympians a, and national I, champions. I, I, do, I, do, I do feel like a little bit of a prima donna there, guys, but I do have a meeting coming up, so thank <laughs>
1: if, you. It's Olympians <laughs> and national champions, yeah, basically. That's, that's, that's okay. the exception that we made. That's, we cool, get that's it. cool.
0: What kind of a team goal do you have for nationals with the 15 BYU Cougars there?
2: Well, I think individually the guys just realize where they're at. Some guys came in and they, they, you know, maybe were the last qualifier out of the region, while we have other guys who have a real opportunity. uh, You know, if they weren't the top qualifier, they're in the top three or four. So I think by and large, they just want to um, improve on their position from regional on in. Uh, And quite frankly, I think kind of the given goal for everybody once they make it to the meet is first team All American to accomplish that. That means you finished in the top eight, um, you know, in your event. Now, uh, on the men's side, we did a fantastic got, job getting people qualified here. Eleven athletes, thirteen entries. A couple of guys are, are uh, doubling: tenda uh, and Clayton Young. Um, but none of them, at least on the form chart, are. are Ranked in the top eight, so uh, I think some of them are feeling a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and you, quite frankly sometimes you run faster when there's a little chip on your shoulder, you know so uh, I think that first team all Americans would certainly be a great goal for for the guys uh, It's not going to happen with everybody, but I, I know that everybody's going to give it their their uh, most focused uh, laser like intent uh, and so we 're excited with that
1: Steve Prefontaine was famous for the saying that said. If you beat me, you're going to have to bleed for it. Uh, Brenna Porter literally bled uh, in Austin, gashed her leg on a hurdle, and th- this tremendous video came out from BOEcougars.com. She finished that race. What, what – I mean, uh, you've coached a long time. What kind of performance was that from Brenna Porter to finish that race after a pretty serious gash in her leg?
2: Well, that just tells you kind of the, the spirit of, and competitive fire that she has. Um, and, and also, just uh, you know wanting to get out, I mean she she's learned from a very young age that it's important uh, to finish the race, regardless. Um, I don't think anybody realized the extent of the of the injury. Uh, she herself said that she just felt like it was it was really wet there after about the fourth or fifth uh, hurdle. a little did she know that that was you know, it was because she was hemorrhaging from her leg. Wow. Um, but it was uh, certainly amazing, kind of motivating. Sort of performance, and the, and the thing is, she is a young lady who will be here at the national championship meet next year. Uh, you can put money on that. Uh, she would have been here had she not had that, you know, catastrophic kind of um, uh, accident with the with the hurdle uh, last week. So, um, you know, she's she's a, a great athlete that we will continue to watch in the future.
0: Talking with Ed Istone, the Olympian and BYU track and field head coach, he's in Eugene, Oregon, as the Cougars with 15 athletes prepare. For the national championships in 2017. Coach, what has made the difference this year compared to previous years when you don't take as many athletes as you have this year to the big show of NCAA track and field?
2: Yeah, if we had the answer for that, then we would bottle it and we would uh, make sure that we get <laughs> a little of that eight each year. Um, I think part of it is just the level of expectation now that we have in terms of, um, you know, for the first few years, we were really, you know, hyping up the importance of making it to regionals. And I think sometimes. Um, you know, which is the first round of the NCAAs. And so I think uh, athletes were super stoked, super excited when they made it to regionals. But in essence, they almost, I think there was kind of a mentality that, hey, we have arrived. Um, the last year or so, we've really said, okay, it's important to make it to regionals, but really nationals is where you want to be at. And so I think the level of expectation has just changed. And I think uh, we had athletes going into the regional meet, you know, not just kind of in, as, uh, as regional tourists, But as uh, you know, regional competitors who were uh, bound and determined to punch their ticket to Eugene, and it's like a lot of things, like a a basketball or football game. Um, You know, if those first few events turn out well, then the level of belief and expectation rises among the athletes, and I think that's what we saw at the last regional meet. And a lot of times, uh, we've gone into these regional meets and and come out just on the bad side of making it, you know, just missing. Uh, and then uh, athletes see that, and their, their whole kind of spirit is daunted. But I think this year uh, the athletes started experiencing – we had a couple of guys qualify in the very first day in the 10,000 meters, and then people saw that, were excited by that, that, hey, I want some of that as well.
1: Ed, what do you expect from Shea Collinsworth at Nationals?
2: Yeah, Shay certainly is our highest-rated uh, returning athlete going into the meet, and, and you know she's had an amazing, amazing career, all the school records and whatnot that she has, and and she uh, finished third in a very competitive 800 meters last year, and so uh, certainly Shay, uh And the, the the crazy thing is this this year's uh, women's 800 meter is even more deep and more talented. I mean, she could literally run the best race of her life, and there are three. Uh, maybe four other uh, women who are capable of also, you know, running really great times. So it, and that 800 is such a dicey event anyway, any, you know, anything can happen. It's a great combination of speed and endurance. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to her. We know that on her best day, she's capable of running with literally the best in the world. She's going to have a work cut out for uh, battling Raven Rogers, uh, Who's a hometown girl, you know, competing for the Ducks, and so you know who the crowd is going to be screaming for. But you know what? When you're coming down that home stretch and the the noise from the crowd comes up, um, you don't care who they're (laughs) they're screaming for you or against you. You're just going to power your way to the finish line, and that's what we're hoping to see from Shea.
0: Coach Ed Istone on BYU Sports Nation. We'll let you get to your meeting now. Jerem, still wearing the yellow hat and uh, we'll wear that as a rally cap of sorts and give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the BYU Cougars in Town USA.
2: Fantastic, yeah. Send some good karma our way over the next four days, and we'll hope uh, hope to be sending as many uh, first-team All-Americans home as possible.
0: Great stuff. Thanks, Ed. We'll be watching.
2: Thanks, Ed. All right. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Ed Ison on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: I love Ed Ison, dude. He's awesome. He was the Steve Prefontaine of BYU, like the mustache, the attitude, the uh, skill level. He was great, man. And now he's coaching the Cougs.
0: Hashtag I exception.
1: <laughs> it's We're what An Olympian, the national champion. We'll do whatever.
0: Coming up, your tweets to answer today's Twitter question on BYU football will win ten games, and the PGA star Daniel Sumray's. What did Jack Nicklaus say to him after his final round? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast nationally on BYU TV. On demand, anytime,
1: anywhere. Download the podcast. Check out the apps. In fact, if you missed Ed Istone uh, live from Eugene, Tracktown USA, talking about a record 15 Cougars competing at NCAA Nationals, which begin today through Saturday. Catch that interview and more on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. I feel like I, I should have Curious George hanging out with me. Is that weird? The man in the yellow hat. I'm the man in the yellow hat. I do love this hat. I'll bend the bill down so you can see it a little better. This is I don't like. Is this from 1987? Like the Shaq Walker brought this hat. in, I didn't think that's he? Was generous. It it's got
0: to be earlier than 87. That looks straight out of the early 80s. Yeah, it's
1: very really ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. That's right. Yeah,
0: put the brim up. You actually can kind of pull they it can off. See like my that. eyes?
1: Yes, it's my best feature. That,
0: that actually kind of kind of looks. <laughs> Somewhat okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already look like I'm young. I look like I'm 17
0: <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, the NCAA Track and Field Championships begin today and run through Saturday. Again, we just talked to Ed Eyestone. Download the podcast to hear that entire conversation. Fifteen different Cougars will compete in various events in Tracktown, USA, a.k.a. Eugene, Oregon.
1: Ashley Hatch's first career professional goal was last Saturday. It was one of four goals nominated for the NWSL Goal of the Week. By the way, she's in Schweden playing in a tournament with the U.S. Women's Under-23 National Team.
0: The Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said former BYU defensive back Michael Davis is standing out. That news according to Ricky Henney
1: of Chargers.com. And Jacob Hanneman has moved up to AAA with the Iowa Cubs. He went 2-4 last night, three RBIs and a loss versus the Oklahoma City Doyas. Yeah, leave that brim up, dude. It, it keeps popping down, I'm sorry. Things don't
0: exactly slow down from week to week on the PGA Tour. I mean, there is very little rest. Former BYU golf star Daniel Summerhays oh, baby. finished 10th last weekend at the Memorial. Got a cool $217,000 for doing so. His 18th top 10 finish in his PGA Tour career. Pretty good, right? But it's right back to work for Mr. Hayes, In fact, he's on the course right now in Memphis preparing for the St. Jude Pro-Am. We spoke with Danny earlier this morning about his memorable weekend at Jack Nicholas's tournament and what the conversation was like with the Golden Bear as he finished his Sunday round. We started the interview, though, talking with Daniel about the experience at the FanFest that we had Updating his performance. That was fun in Corona, California. Here's that interview on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Hard to explain uh, the live element that we had going on over the weekend in Corona, California with 5,000 plus fans as we're updating each and every hole that you play and you take the lead. But it was really exciting for us. How did it feel to be the top guy going into Sunday at that most recent, recent tournament on the PGA Tour?
3: Yeah, you know, it was a great experience playing in the final two groups on Saturday and Sunday. Um you, you can't you can't buy experience like that, you have to go earn it and it was uh it was a great great thing to be right in the mix. I, you know, it obviously didn't end how I wanted it, but right until, you know, probably the sixteenth hole I, I still felt like, you know, it was my it was my tournament, it was my day and um yeah, so it was a great experience. I'm looking forward to getting back at it again. I'm playing good golf. I know that
1: course is heralded, and I was in Columbus uh, about a month ago. Of course, that's Jack Nicklaus's hometown, and he made that course, and that's his course. What's What's it like to play that course and inter, uh, you know, interact with such a famous 18 hole course?
3: Yeah, you know, I've I've had some great success in Columbus. My uh, my professional career really started there. It was between my junior and senior years of college at BYU, and um, I I won the Nationwide Children's Hospital Invitational, Turn pro shortly thereafter, almost won the same event uh, a couple years later, and then once I finally played the Memorial Tournament, I think my second try there, I finished fourth. Um, so I've had a lot of success in Columbus, and to Jack Nicholas has always been an idol of mine, and be able to play in front of him and and have him be on the the coverage commentating and and talking about me and uh, about my game and uh, you know it, it's a really special thing
1: I don't know if you remember this hopefully not in ten, 10 years ago at halftime of a women's soccer game before we had true blue or even BYU sports nation I did an interview with you at halftime of the soccer game you had just won I believe the Goodwin. And you had scored higher than you know Tiger or Jack had at that tournament, but I mistakenly said Jack Nicholson <laughs> instead of Nicholas. Do you remember yeah. this?
3: I, I do. I do. Oh man! Now. Now, 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 that you mention it, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, it's very fresh in my mind. That, you mention it. Yeah, that was an
1: amazing moment for none of us. Um, yeah, that was fun. Hey,
0: Daniel, what did uh, Jack not Nicholson, but Jack <laughs> Nicholas uh, say to you as uh, you walked off the 18th green on Sunday?
3: Yeah, it was really neat. I mean he uh, specifically took <laughs> extra amount of time with me, you know, yeah uh, we obviously feel some connection, you know, I, I feel uh like he's been kinda of one of my role models and idols all my life and uh he didn't know I was such a big fan but um it was really special walking off there being disappointed and first off you know he's like Hey no yeah, you know, I know that's not how you wanted to finish and I was like, Yeah I hit a you know I hit a you know, pull the seven on and he's like, Yeah, he's short sighted so. But he was like really quick to like like jump off. He's like, but that's not the point. That's not the point. He was really clear and you know, we're sitting there, he's shaking my hands, so we're holding hands, shaking hands. You know, we're our fa our noses are ten inches away from each other, just staring each other in the eyes and and he said, You played great golf today. It wasn't like you played great golf this week. He's like, You played great golf today. You know, he's like, What I want you to do is take some time tonight. Go back, review your day, review your round. You know, analyze it, evaluate it, learn from it. He's like, and then, and then move on. And you're gonna be back in this position soon enough. He's like, your game is good, game strong. He's like, it's only a matter of time. You know, and then I just said, thank you so much, Jack. He said, you're 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 an inspiration to. Me and my family, and you know, he's like, "Oh, thank you, you're you're a great young man." Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really really special moment. That I'll never forget. You know, just looking at him like dead square in his eyes. And, I mean, it was really special.
0: That is incredible. That's awesome. And it's hard enough to keep your composure with all of the TV cameras and the pressure of the PGA Tour. But in, in that moment too, what what are your emotions overall after you can analyze not just that conversation, but what you did over the entire tournament?
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I stayed up pretty late Sunday night. <laughs> there was there was still a a nice sized pit in my stomach, uh, and even the following day. But as I was able to go back and review there. You know, honestly, I, there aren't many things I would have changed. I think I honestly need to just continue to get a little bit better. Some short game shots, get a couple putts to to fall in. Um, you know, but honestly, I I felt great out there. Um, you know, a couple a couple of hiccups early on in the round, but then really played some really solid golf from holes, Jeez, you know, five through 15. I played really solid to where I was right in the right in the thick of it. Um, so I definitely have learned from it. There's some things that I'll I'll do slightly different going forward. But honestly, if I continue the pass uh, that I've been going on, I'll uh, I'll be right back in that position really quick, and hopefully the result will be in my favor.
1: You uh, didn't purchase shoes off eBay like Zach Blair, did you? <laughs> What's
0: that? Did you hear about Zach Blair buying some lightly used uh, Foot Joy Classics and playing in them at the same tournament?
3: No. You no. Know. <laughs> I can't keep track of I can't keep track of Zach. I would I would get a little dizzy because he's so <laughs> he's so high energy and he's such a great guy. But I uh, yeah the the comings and goings of Zach Blair can be a a fun a fun journey to follow.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, the uh, it kind of exploded over the weekend when it when he posted, "Hey, I found these on eBay," and then he was playing in them. Uh, pretty hilarious, but. Uh, <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm sure it's an interesting experience uh, trying to keep up with Zach Blair. How much interaction do you actually have with him these days?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I see Zach every, you know, every day pretty much out there. Uh, he's a great kid. Love hanging around. Love his energy. Um, you know, he is. I mean, he's kind of on his own schedule and everything. So we haven't really played a ton of practice rounds together. But you know, I love love chatting with him and and being around him. So he's he's a he's a great guy. Uh,
1: I think there's this idea that people think, hey, you play golf for a living, how hard can that be? Yet, it seems like it's a real grind. Monday's a travel day. Tuesday, you're practicing. Wednesday can be a pro-am. Thursday through Sunday is a tournament. What's the grind like in the middle of the season like this?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely taxing. Um, you got to stay pretty sharp on your nutrition, your exercise, and all that because if you if you don't, you can definitely – get pretty worn down because it is just week to week all the travel can be exhausting different beds you know every week every every night sometimes but a few times uh in the last couple months i think i slept in four different beds for four different <laughs> nights you know just from different place to place so um there's a lot of things you have to juggle but once you uh step on the first T box thursday morning it's all worth it because the competition is so fun. Well,
0: then you've got kids too that we uh, haven't thrown into the mix yet. Uh, you're a family man. How do you balance the work family life while you're traveling all over the country?
3: Well, oh, I could send you a couple of videos of. Uh, actually, I'm not going. These are personal family <laughs> videos. But I was doing some good cannonballs in the pool yesterday with my kids. So, yes, um, No, you definitely take you take time. You have to. You have to take time, and uh they travel with me a lot. It's something that we, my wife and I, we've decided that I need them and they need me, and so we put uh, in the time and money to to travel together a lot, especially during the summers. So right now we're on week, you know, week three of a you know, seven-week stretch on the road this summer together. So we're uh, we're enjoying it and we will continue to put that time and effort into our kids' lives. A
1: few weeks ago, uh, there was a a video tweeted out of you dunking. Now, you're (laughs) 5'8". And I want to be clear, the dunk was off the padding behind the backboard. This is like classic stake center kind of stuff, which was awesome. You went up and threw it down. Did you shatter the are golfers, athletes, or not myth in the single video, Daniel?
3: Um. Probably, you know. I mean, there's there's not too many five eight guys who can who can throw it down like I did. You
1: and Sled Web, bro.
3: Yeah, no. The uh, you know it's funny. My dad, we had a little gym, you know, a little carpeted gym. You know, it was like a thirty by twenty five. You know, basically just a, a shed almost, and it had carpet. You know, it was like it was like a church gym. You know, it had a carpet. You know, ca- carpet floor and then carpet halfway up the wall. And then my dad had these plywood backboards that he just stuck right against the wall. And that was the only way that us short summer hazes could dunk was run up the carpet <laughs> wall and, and throw it down. But, you know, we got really good at it where you could get two or three steps up off the wall, get your head way above the rim and, and throw it down. So that was a couple of parlor tricks that I, that I had from my childhood to I won. I won a few bets that day. We'll just, we'll just put it that way.
0: Yeah, it was clear you know, that that was not the first I, time.
3: I took like a. I took like a still shot of the, you know, of the of the dunk, and I'll show it to some guys, you know, who are like saying, like, "Wow, you can dunk!" And say, "Yeah, look at this picture." And it looks like I mean, it looks like I could stand on my shoulder. I mean, my feet are so high above <laughs> the ground because I'm so short. And then I show them how I got there, and they're like, "Oh, okay," you know not just straight straight hops. But, um, no, we like doing stuff. I love sports and love uh, love having some fun.
0: Very cool. Air Summer Hayes with us on BYU Sports Nation and his 72-inch vertical or whatever it is. Okay, uh, Summer, I
3: don't think those two words have ever been used <laughs> together.
0: Daniel, uh, I know that you have a great relationship with your dad and, and your entire family overall, but when you get on a golf course and you're competing with your dad, What's the competition like is is it even there or i mean what explain to us that dynamic
2: um,
3: i mean my dad my dad is never like a you know incredible golf- i mean he played college golf he was a good junior golfer, and you know he won some you know club championships and stuff at Oak Ridge growing up, but he spent all his time just being on our team really i mean there was never really a a competition per se against each other. He always made it where it was like, all right, we're going to make 18 birdies, you know, and if we get that goal, we'll go get a, you know, we'll go get a frozen yogurt or something, out, you know, an ice cream after at Maverick. <laughs> um, so he, he always kept it fun for us. And um, but we definitely had some fun heated family tournaments once, you know, we got all my cousins, Uncle Bruce and his family, and we, for a few years in a row, we had a little Summer Haze Rider Cup down in Las Vegas and St. George, you know, where we'd, we'd get probably 12 to 15 Summer Hazes and go down and play. So there's definitely a lot of uh, competitive spirit in the family. Daniel, great
0: stuff. We uh, appreciate the time, know how busy you are, and wish you the best of luck this week in Memphis, Tennessee. We will be watching, uh, especially for your next dunk video. So just let us know when that comes out.
3: Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I'll, I'll see what I can do to impress the world
2: this week.
0: You got it. Thanks, Daniel.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Daniel Summerhays on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. 18 top 10 finishes on the PGA Tour. His career winnings approaching
1: $10 million. What a story with uh, Jack Nicholas, not Nicholson, after the memorial.
0: Here's Johnny.
1: Here's Daniel.
0: <laughs> Stay with us. Answers from the Twitter question after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The studio bizzle is a-rockin'. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan Live. With your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can't argue with that neon yellow 1985 BYU track and field hat.
1: You shall not. Hey, BYU Sports Nation's Media Day special, two hours, 12 to 2 Eastern time, coming up in two weeks and two days on June 23rd on BYU Football Media Day.
0: Yes, and when you say it that way with that hat on, it just makes it all the better.
1: Yeah. where's Has anyone seen George around? I can't, I can't find him. <laughs> Where? There, have you seen him? Have you found him? The man in the yellow hat, Jerem Jordan. has no name. How he, weird is that?
0: We've answered the Twitter question. Will BYU football win 10 games this season? Why or why not? Download the podcast to hear our entire conversation off the top of the show. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. My answer is always yes. Am I wrong most of the time? Yes. Will my opinion ever change? No. This year does have solid potential, though.
1: <laughs> 10 plus. <laughs>
0: Blue goggle alert.
3: Blue goggle alert. Listen, if BYU Blue can go 3-2 in the Blue previous five alert.
1: and win out, there's your 10 wins. There they are. Is BYU capable that's not, that, I don't think of that's, winning
0: two of those five? 100% yes.
1: I don't think it's nuts. I think that 9-4 and four is probably where I'm going to sit with this preseason prediction, all things considered. But if BYU wins 10 games, I won't be like, wow! Yeah, where like you, They were one game better. Where do you
0: draw the crazy line, then? 11. Okay.
1: 11 so is it's pretty o- crazy It's only, to only one game between... Wait, should I take these off when I say that so it has more credibility? It's
0: only one game to the crazy line. So 10, you're like, yeah,
1: they could do it. That'd be great. Well, it'd be two games above my expectation, though. That's why it's crazy. Fair point. Yeah. So you think nine and four, 10 would be like, oh, I wouldn't nine be and shocked? Four, to me, nine and four is the expectation. If BYU goes eight and five, disappointing season. Eight and five would be the basketball game's 22 win NIT. Agreed. That, like, agreed. Hey, not terrible. Not, in fact, it's good, but it's not what BYU we want. BYU is favored, again, according to ESPN's
0: Football Power Index, favored in 10 games. So, yeah, eight and five.
1: The, the, what, Feels yeah. like a letdown. Yeah, the the one of those ten games is a fifty-seven percent against Utah at home,
0: and a sixty-one percent against Boise State at home. That's a,
1: yeah. Those are those are two big of those five. By the way, discuss for another day. I have Utah, and Boise State as my top two. You got to get those two.
0: Not a shocker because UCLA. Excuse me, LSU. You
1: always have UCLA on, yeah, the, they're on the always brain. on the mind. <laughs> I wish you were playing UCLA. This year. <laughs>
0: Guaranteed win check.
1: Like last year,
0: oh,
1: they're four and eight. LSU
0: is only a nine percent chance for BYU. That's your in Houston. Yeah,
1: but that here's the interesting right.
0: part: Wisconsin is in Provo. ESPN's FPI gives BYU a twenty-three percent chance to win that game.
1: Best team BYU played this year.
0: The Cougars have a twenty-five percent chance to win in Starkville against Mississippi State, according to that same Every, metric.
1: Everyone thinks Mississippi State's going to be the bee's knees this year. Everyone thinks that.
0: Win two of the five against the Furious five and win the rest of the games that you will be heavily favored in. It's also a reference to Fast and the Furious, by the way. Yes. Which is great. Yes, it is. I know it feels like a long way away from the season, right? Not really. It's not that
1: far. Countdown to the Viking. 80 days. 80. Well, then. We're getting into the lineman numbers. Didn't Jackie Chan go around the world in 80 days? Did he? In a movie? <laughs> well, not in real life, right? In a movie. Like, <laughs> he didn't do it in real life. No, he did 80 day, What was he on a boat? He took a plane. <laughs> 80 hours or less? That is funny. We need to
0: uh, educate Jeremy on around the world in 80 days.
1: Cooker Whip round up next. I watched Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, that's what I mean.
0: BYU Sports Station is brought to you in part by Dexterlaw.com for help when you need it most. Spencer Linton and Jules Verne expert Jerem Jordan yeah. hanging out in Studio B. Yeah. We are not going around the world in 80 days. But we are thanking Daniel Summerhays, who probably has gone around the world with the PGA tour. On And uh, Ed Stone, national champion and Olympian track and field head coach, uh, joined us from Tracktown, USA, to preview the NCAA championships. Download the podcast if you missed any of it.
1: Coming up this week, SB Nation's Bill Connolly. He has some great takes on college football. We've had him on the program before. He's trying to become the commish of college football. Also, what did he say about Utah's schedule in relation to BYU? Plus, trackster Brenna Porter. We talked about her story a little bit earlier. Unbelievable. gastroleg, pretty seriously. In Austin, but still finished the race. We will talk to her coming up this week.
0: Hey, guess who tweeted at Jerem Jordan just a few moments ago?
1: The Bear from ESPN uh, College Game Day, Chris Felica. So I asked him over under, what are you taking? Here, here it is from BYU, South Point. What do, you, what do you take? He says under, but they do have 13 games, so it's a little tricky. I'd say 10-3 and 3 is best case, though. I think 10-3 and 3 is the best case as well. I would That's agree with really that. Really
0: difficult schedule, yeah. but win two of the five. And win out. The rest
1: of the game, you're supposed to win. Ten wins. Win out. Always an interesting situation, right? Win out. There's a lot there. Let's whip it. Loaded. Whoops. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Track and field. The NCAA championships begin today and run through Saturday. As a program record. 15 Cougars will compete in various events in trackdown USA, a.k.a. Eugene, Oregon. We talked with Ed Eyestone earlier in the program. Soccer.
0: Ashley Hatch's first career professional goal last Saturday, one of four goals being nominated for the NWSL Goal of the Week, she is currently playing in Sweden with the U.S. Under-23 national team. She played Norway yesterday and won and takes on England on Friday.
1: Football. L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn says they should move back to San Diego. No, he didn't say that. Who? He Said he, former BYU defensive back Michael Davis is standing out. That according to Ricky Henney of Chargers.com. Cougars in the minor. Who are the L.A. Chargers? Huh? Jacob Hanneman has moved up
0: to the Triple A Iowa Cubs. He went two for four with three runs batted in in a loss to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Nicely done. Jacob Brugman went two for five in his game with an RBI and a win for the Triple A Nashville Sounds against the Omaha Storm Chasers.
1: What about Brennan Lund, Jerem? One for four for the Inland Empire 66ers in a loss to the Vesalia Rahide.
0: It is not out of question that BYU could have two guys play in a Major League Baseball game this season. That'd be nice. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. dexterlaw.com Who
1: gets it? Jacob Haneman. He joins Jacob Brugman up in AAA. Both guys on their respective 40-man rosters, by the way. One injury or opportunity away from the Majors.
0: Our Elite Tweet of the Day. Will BYU football win 10 games a season? Why or why not? At D, BYU Fan for Life answers. Absolutely. Did you hear the interviews at FanFest Saturday? The team believes. Yep. So I believe.
1: Yes, they do. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN, people. We're on demand.
0: BYUSN.com audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jules Verne and Matt Carson. Back to work tomorrow.
1: Around the world.